efforts reach about 3 million supporters. It has pioneered programs here and abroad for survivors, worked to unify the fractured cancer community, and instigated a worldwide crusade, which includes the United Nations and the Clinton Global Initiative to make the world's number one killer a health care priority. I can't think of an organization with the breadth of activity that the Foundation has, says Dr. Larry Schulman, chief medical officer at the renowned Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, and that includes the American Cancer Society. Which puts Armstrong and CEO Ullman in an uncomfortable position. The two are soul brothers, as one Livestrong sponsor puts it, Both cancer survivors, both highly competitive and disciplined athletes, both bright, passionate, and charismatic activists. If we want to talk about cancer or go out and have beers at happy hour, that's fine with me, Armstrong says. Together they have built something remarkable. Armstrong attracts attention and supporters. Ullman melds them into a powerful community. Even if Armstrong isn't ultimately charged, a prolonged investigation that sullies the Foundation's public face could take a toll on its fundraising and, most important, its credibility. Will corporate sponsors and donors differentiate between the founder and his foundation? While Ullman awaits the outcome, he's being forced to wrestle with a critical question about his boss. Is Livestrong's greatest asset also its greatest risk? Ullman sees the investigation as a cycling scandal that pales in importance compared to fighting the world's deadliest disease. But that's not to say Armstrong's legal trouble doesn't enter into his thinking. It's made me more focused, Ullman says. 28 million people are counting on us. Brian Singer is one of the 28 million. He's 32 but looks ancient, his face swollen from chemo, his head hairless. He sits hunched in a wheelchair at the hospital of the University of Pennsylvania. I feel beat down, he says, destroyed. But he's determined to stay awake to meet a man who had the same disease, testicular cancer that spread to the lungs and brain, and survived. It's late August, and Armstrong is in Philadelphia for the annual Live Strong Challenge, one of four around the country, equal parts rally, fundraiser, and race. Armstrong is squeezing in a hospital visit, as he does about once a month. He's already donned gown and gloves to visit with two patients in isolation. When he enters the conference room where Singer waits with several other cancer patients in wheelchairs, he is trailed by a gaggle of doctors, administrators, and a hospital camera crew. Ready to get out, he quips. Armstrong has a knowing, almost mischievous grin that only a fellow member of the cancer club could pull off. He steps carefully over IV lines and sits down next to an older man who lost his forearm to cancer and whose chemo-ravaged voice is barely audible. At one point, Armstrong introduces a Livestrong employee. She's one of us, a breast cancer survivor. Singer, an ex-Marine, doesn't tell Armstrong that one tumor was too deep in his brain for surgeons to remove when they cut out others. Doctors gave Singer a 10% chance of survival back in April. He doesn't describe how he got laid off from his IT job and the stress on his wife, Kimberly. He simply asks, how do I get my energy and drive back? All I want to do is sleep. If you want to sleep, sleep, Armstrong tells him. When I was in the hospital, I slept 20 hours a day. This is the Lance Armstrong the public doesn't see. Lance Armstrong, cancer coach. I have to be judicious about cancer patients I tell them about, says Jonathan Thomas, president and CEO of American Century Investments, a Livestrong partner. 
The last time I saw Lance, he remembered a colleague of mine whose daughter has pancreatic cancer. He asked, How is she? You got her number? He called her cell right then. Through its helpline and other services, Livestrong also acts as a cancer coach, one that extends beyond the reach of its founder. Armstrong's stay at the Philadelphia Hospital is brief, but the organization remains in a program for survivors created and funded by Livestrong. The cynics and Armstrong haters, and there are many, characterize his involvement with Livestrong as a predictable image-burnishing campaign by a troubled celebrity. It's a convenient but flawed narrative. He started the organization 13 years ago, before winning the Tour de France, before dating singer Cheryl Crow made him tabloid fodder, before many outside pro-cycling ranks knew who he was. Dr. Craig Nichols, the Portland, Oregon oncologist whom Armstrong says saved his life, described the obligation of the cured. Armstrong took it to heart. Armstrong is not giving interviews these days, but after his hospital visit, he makes an exception to talk about his foundation.